This episode is brought to you in part by Blue Chew. Let's talk about sex, baby. Dudes, remember the days when you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up, bluechew.com. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online. So no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. BlueChew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet package. With BlueChew, men everywhere are excited to see the postman because when your package has arrived, your package has arrived. Get it? Blue Chew wants to help you have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com. Chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our Douglas Movies listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code DLM at checkout. Just pay five bucks for shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code DLM to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. Back to the show. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one size fits all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot Grab your copy of the Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. Doug hates candy wrappers, screaming baby sticky seeds with 50 as a popcorn kernels in his teeth. There's still not one that he won't see, cause Doug loves movies. Hey everybody! <laughs> My name is Doug, and I love movies. <laughs> White people. <laughs> Once again, coming to you from preview night at Comic-Con in Sweet Home San Diego. <laughs> this time we're at the American Comedy Company, a place that uh, does not allow foreign comedy to happen. 
Let me see your name tag, San Diego. Whoa! Wow, is that, what's that tank? What's that supposed to be? That's you firing J.J. Abrams' face out of a tank. Because your name is J.J. Well, we have the same initials, so it's an Abrams tank of J.J.'s. What? I don't have time for that shit. I'm Lisa, and I'm an emetophobe. Well, good for you. Did you Have you seen uh, Pitch Perfect? Because it is crazy how much vomiting there is in that movie. I saw it again recently, and I was like, poor emetophobes. And I saw your uh, thing on, uh, on what you call it, on uh, Twitter. What, what, do, what do you call this down here, though? It's like, uh, what are they called? Perler beads? All right. You made a, you made a, a weird bearded man and, and a heart and a camera. No, I know it's me, but looks more like Grizzly Adams. Oh, and there's a bunch of perlers inside the bag. And an explanation? Leonard Malton game categories. You, uh, you, this is just a bunch of suggestions you're making? Because you don't tweet. Well, I'm sorry. That means you can't participate. <laughs> Who would I give credit to for these? You didn't write your name or anything on here. All right. Well, well thank you for bringing this. this so I'll, I'll give this away at a, at a future show. Because the, the stuff we have to give away tonight is, is fantastic and... Uh, there's no, there's no reason to add to it at this point. Elizabeth, I've seen you before, haven't I? No, maybe? Someone's done the Elizabeth thing before. Because there's, you know, there's other people named Elizabeth. And what's that, what's that deflated, oh, it's a helmet. It's, it's just your motorcycle helmet? And you, ta- and you wrote Matt on a white piece of paper and taped it to it. You should, uh, did you ride your motorcycle here? Yeah, I, I would like you to keep that on. So that when people pass you in traffic, they'll be like, why do we need to know his name? How could we possibly steal that helmet? It's on his head. And then that's your lady sitting there next to you with her helmet? And you're not very original. All right. That's fair. Well, there's a lot of name tags, and I, I appreciate you guys bringing them. There's a, a, a flashing thing over there that looks like Space Invaders. Is that what that's supposed to be? Johnner. It's what? Johnner. Johnner? Yeah. I don't know what that means. <laughs> This is, this is starting out weird already. I love, one of the things I love about the American Comedy Company uh, is that, it's a, uh, that he chose the word company instead of club. Right? That's kind of weird. But also, uh, the, the green room door is right next to the stage, and so to get back to the green room, all of my guests have to walk through uh, the audience. So did you guys see who the guests are already? Some of you did, some of you didn't? Okay, good. So it'll be a surprise for some people. And even if it's not a surprise, I'm, I'm sure you'll be delighted. Uh, I got a few, couple pieces of business. Uh, thanks again for bringing the name tags. And uh, since last I spoke and you listened, I came down with a summer cold. So uh, apologies in advance if I have a, a coughing fit at some point uh, during the proceedings. I feel pretty good right now. And I've, I've got cough drops in my pocket. And I'm happy to see you guys. <laughs> Hey, Traverse City, Michigan. Douglas Movies is coming to the Traverse City Film Festival on July 31st, and Michael Moore is going to be on the panel because it's his festival, so I, I got to have him on. Uh, thank you to everyone. Yeah, my dad. Uh, thank, you to, 
Thank you to everyone who purchased the Super Tournament of Championships on iTunes and for uh, not putting any spoilers on uh, the internet. I haven't, I haven't seen any yet. And so if you haven't purchased that yet, it's a buck ninety-nine, And we made it to, uh, to number 16 on iTunes on the music chart. <laughs> yeah. I've been tweeting all day, take that, Kanye. Fuck you, Daft Punk. <laughs> Suck it, Selena Gomez. That third one was more of a request than a... Uh... <laughs> uh, from the corrections department, I recently challenged someone to name a good Ryan Reynolds movie. And, um, and since that happened in Minneapolis, I've actually I thought of some. And uh, I would like to say that I like, I like the movie Waiting when it comes on cable. I watch it. Some of the, it makes me never want to eat in a restaurant again because of the disgusting things they do in the kitchen. And then I also love uh, the Ryan Reynolds movie Just Friends. Right? I think that movie's really funny. So apologies to Ryan Reynolds, an actor who I like. But sometimes he doesn't, you know, you can't, you can't always, you can't choose the best movies necessarily. I'm talking about R.I.P.D., for example. <laughs> there it is. I'm starting to cough. Um, the prize bag. Let's get to it. There is so much stuff in here. It's really, it's really heavy. <laughs> Why do you have your hands on your face like that? You're really excited about this prize bag? <laughs> Let me see your name tag. Do you have a good one? Uh, yes, she does. Let me see it. Oh, that is a good one. What does it say? Katie got fingered. Katie got fingered. <laughs> that movie would have made a lot more money than, than Freddie got fingered. I don't even think you're allowed to say that about a lady. Because you could say that about Freddie. Yeah, he got fingered. Um, no one from Doctor Who is here, I should say, but here's Series 7, Part 1. Uh, yeah, there's lots of, uh, lots of BBC stuff in this bag, and some, uh, lots of fun, like, uh, what do you call it, uh, Comic-Con kind of things. I brought yet another Bane mask. <laughs> I'm not going to put it on, though. Because, well, because it's, 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 it's not, it's uncomfortable. It really makes me feel sad for uh, Tom Hardy. I mean, I'm sure his wasn't as rubbery as this one. Um, there's a copy of Gateway Doug. And let's just get the guests out here and just discuss all this stuff that's in here. Uh, you know, Comic-Con's in, in, uh, starting tonight, and uh, so I, you know, scoured. The, my friend Scott Ackerman's doing a show one block away at House of Blues, so thank you for coming to this show. And, uh, but you'll get, to, you'll get to listen to his show later, and, you'll, and people that went to his show will get to listen to mine later, if, if that's the sort of thing they're into. But uh, I, I think I still did a, a terrific job of, uh, of getting some of the best guests possible. Please welcome Matt Myra, Claire Kramer, and Leonard Malton.
Wow is right. Can't believe it. Claire Kramer, everybody. You know her from one of my favorite movies, Bring It On. It's true. And my absolute, almost probably favorite TV show of all time, she played Glory on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And... Nerd. And you're here, you're here for the, the, the whole Comic-Con? You've got like a, a booth and stuff? I'm here for the duration. And what are you... What, to win it. What are you doing over at that, uh, that booth over there? Oh my gosh. Well, uh, we actually have a booth for Geek Nation, which is a company I launched a year ago. And so we're just like, you know, we're actually podcasting from the booth. We've got guests coming all weekend and a lot of swag to give away. So everybody should stop by if they have a chance. What's the... Um, What's the booth number? I know there's thousands I'm of booths over there. There's an easy way to remember it. I'm not going to tell you the booth number because nobody remembers those anyway. Okay. It's across from The Walking Dead. So. Oh, okay. Go, go, like you know, to the big tall prison and then come across the way. Where we All right. We're not I've heard that before. Yeah, we're not biters. <laughs> I have too. <laughs> well, thank you for for uh, for being here. I really appreciate it. And uh, Matt Myra is here, you guys. And Hello. That's right, guys. From BBC America to your hearts. Yeah, your, your BBC America connection got you uh, quite, a, quite a lot of uh, swag. I just pick up the phone. I say, listen, it's Matt Myra. They go, who? And I go, the guy that's on that show that's after Orphan Black. And they go, what? The show after the show after Doctor Who. And they go, oh, Matt. And then I say, send stuff. And they do. You brought so there a, you go. Yeah, you brought a uh, Doctor Who uh, TARDIS ceramic money bank. Yep. I would like to point out that fits Canadian, UK, and American currency. Yeah, and it's Australian, too. Oh, forgot UK, about them. Australian, and U.S. coins. Fits, fits all. It's great. Because, you know, some countries have crazy big coins <laughs> that don't fit into a... And, uh, and also, it's for, it's for eight and up. Hey, yeah, if you, you don't want to give you're under to a eight, seven-year-old. You might put the coins in the wrong... You might well, I think it's too th- soon to trust them with money. Well, that's, that's reasonable. Yeah. And um, Darth Vader and Son? Yeah. Yeah, right? An, an adorable book. <laughs> it's adorable. They uh, gave me two of that. I already had a Doctor Who bank. And... Yeah. Yeah. Star Wars... Cookbook, yeah, and included our yeah. ice saber so you can make thirty chilled oh. treats. Right? That's nice. <laughs> I uh, I've been to Skywalker Ranch too, guys. This is turning into a, 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 a oh on the back. Uh, may the force of your freezer be with you. <laughs> And then they've uh, photoshopped or something as a Chewbacca with uh, two, two giant... What uh, they don't tell you is watching it freeze is more interesting than the last three movies. <laughs> <laughs> and I've, I will never be invited back. <laughs> I've, uh, I've got a really interesting uh, version of Jenga going on over here. Ooh. Piling all this stuff up. And then Leonard Malton is here, you guys. Yeah! Long-time listener, frequent guest, and you brought not only a, a copy of Leonard Maltin's 2013 movie guide, 
but also, this is pretty awesome. Now, this, is, this is not available in any store that I'm aware of. But do Australian coins fit in it? <laughs> this is, uh, uh, Leonard wrote a book called Of Mice and Magic about Mickey Mouse. What? But this is... It's history, history of American animated cartoons from the studio era, from the silent film era. Oh, yeah, Popeye's on the back there. Right. And it's just been translated into Japanese. So they sent me these, they sent me these hard, a box full of these lovely hardcover books. That's cool. It's all in Japanese, if you please. I, I cannot read or translate a single word in this volume, though I wrote it. But there it is. Why? Why do I have the urge to want that? I don't understand. I want it too. Yeah, I want it too. It it's it natural. Ma- makes a great doorstop. <laughs> don't, don't underestimate that. Is and it, it's is it warm in here? It's super warm in here. Okay, because I'm I'm gonna. Yeah. Gonna oh, it's go. the lights. Thank you. It's my first day in show business. <laughs> Nobody warned oh, me. Nobody God. warned me about the lights. Doug, would you look at Leonard's t-shirt? <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, I was wondering why it's my first day in show business got a round of applause. <laughs> Leonard is sporting a Douglas Movies t-shirt that you, I don't I think sure you got am. from me. You bought it on the internet, right? No, no, no. no. This is illegally purchased online. Love wow. it. Looking good. But, but you also did mean that it's hot in here. Or were you just saying that to what? pull your shirt open, Superman style? No, that's that's kind of a that's kind of a kind of a faux show business cue for a cheap sight gag. Because I've been, but I've been sitting up here thinking, "Wow, it's hot up here." <laughs> and, I'm, I'm, and I'm just in a t-shirt, so yeah. Take you, you can take the uh, top shirt off if you want. No, if no, no just, I'll artfully drape it over my lap or something like that. I feel like I should do the same thing. What do you got on under there? Uh, I don't know. What do I have on? Legendary. Oh. oh. Free shirt. I don't know if you guys know Nerdist got bought by Legendary. So then you. you so they got me a free shirt. That's it. That's, Sweet. that's all I got. All right, Chris I'll, got a Jaguar. I got a t shirt. I don't have anything on under my sweater. So <laughs> nobody getting the idea. That's just what they wanted to hear. <laughs> so Leonard is being uh, honored this weekend at Comic-Con. Is that, well, yeah. is that the way to put it? I'm a, I'm a guest of honor at the Comic-Con, which is, a, which is a very flattering, very nice. Oh, okay. And I'm going to be the subject of a spotlight panel Saturday mm. at 6 p.m., hosted by my old friend Mark Evanier, who's one of the longtime stalwarts of Comic-Con. Uh, he does uh, at least 20 panels every uh, every year interviewing uh, some of the greats of uh, the world of comic book and animation and pop culture. I guess I sort of slide into the latter area there. And I'm going to be on a Warner Home video panel about uh, B-movies on Friday afternoon. And Friday night, the folks at Rotten Tomatoes asked me to be on a panel called Your Opinion Sucks. (laughs) Which is not aimed at me particularly. It's it's a a panel of, of, uh, of critics and reviewers. And then, and then I'm hosting something with Gene Deitch, one, who's in that book of Mice and Magic, because Gene has had a long career in animation. He lives in Prague, and he's flown in with a new book that just came out about a creation of his called Nudnik. And uh, so I'm going to be busy and having a good time. What, lang- what language is his book in? His book <laughs> is in uh, Old English, oh. like Chaucer. 
He lost. Yeah. And what are you up to this weekend, Matt? Uh, lots of stuff, Doug. Uh, got so, I got a, the, the Nerdist panel at 3 p.m. on uh, Saturday. Live Nerdist podcast uh, Saturday night at the Balboa Theater. If you're coming, great. If not, I'm sorry. Uh, and the, tomorrow night, Tournament of Nerds at Comic-Con. And the, I'll be around the floor filming some stuff for State Farm because, you know, like a good neighbor, Matt Meyer is there. Uh, I just thought of that. Uh, and uh, other stuff. Yeah, podcasts. I'm doing some podcasts in uh, hotel rooms, real clandestine-like. It's going to be good, I think. Sure. Yeah, right? It's always fun. Yeah. I'm leaving tomorrow. in a tiny enclosed room <laughs> with George R. R. Martin. And you, you know what's nice about Comic-Con taking place right now? Is it, it, it kind of it forces you to stay away from movie theaters where they're showing so many cruddy movies for the summer season. Do you think that's why they release things right now? Like, because they know everybody that would care. They're hiding it. I can, they're I, hiding. It's, it's Let's go ahead and put out Red 2 and R.I.P.D. this weekend. Because <laughs> all the nerds will be busy. And there won't be a bunch of tweets about how terrible they are. Yeah. You never know. You know, it's a theory. It's I a hit, sound theory. The ads are saying that Red 2 is better than the first. And to me, that means that it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I, was, I wasn't much of a fan of the first Red. I asked Leonard what he thought of uh, R.I.P.D., and he uh, said, they're not screening it. <laughs> they're, they're actually screening it. Uh, I mean, I don't review movies before they open, but in this case, I can just state a fact. Yeah. The only press screening they're having, apparently, is the night before it opens, which right? is not a good sign. Probably at midnight, right? That. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Too late. Because I, I was hoping that would be fun, but uh, who knows? Men in Black 4 looks great, you're right. <laughs> I just can't get past, like, in the ads, the part where uh, Jeff Bridges is like, this isn't what I really look like, and there's a hot lady, is what he really looks like. Yeah. And then uh, Ryan Reynolds really looks like an old, old eight from Wayne's World 2. An old Asian man was another way of saying it. Yeah. And um, <laughs> less, less nerdy way of saying it. <laughs> I didn't know Sam Levine was going to drop by tonight. Oh! That is the most insulting thing that can be said on this show. <laughs> he knows everything. Yeah, he does. Um, but, but it just, I cannot get past the fact that Jeff Bridges is wearing a hat and mm. is always touching it and fiddling with it, but then when they cut to what he really is, it's a hot lady who's not wearing a hat. <laughs> so, like, watching the movie, I'll just be like, why does he keep playing with his hat if he, when he actually looks like a person who's not wearing a hat? So you, you were troubled by this yeah. in the trailer. It really bothered me, because the Asian man has a hat, and Ryan Reynolds does not have a hat. <laughs> oh, my okay. God. Okay. I get it. I get it that they look different in reality. But you want them but... to be wearing similar items of clothing. Maybe. Yeah. I just wanted to make more sense. Yeah. You're looking for sense at the summer movie season? This well, is not a yeah. good time of year to go for that. And then, like, in the ads, the lines that they quote, in, like, in the radio ad I heard today, they're, like, starring Jeff Bridges, and he says something kind of mildly amusing, and Ryan Reynolds, and he goes, let's do this. <laughs> wow, that sounds like a really fun, original motion picture. But I like Ryan Reynolds. Do you like Ryan Reynolds? It's okay. <laughs> Is that non-committal enough for you? He's no, but okay. I think you feel that way about him because he, he just is in some unfortunate projects. 
Yes. Did you sit through Green Lantern? Uh, I did. Oh, well, I, I've seen a lot. I didn't, I didn't dislike Green Lantern as much as a lot of people What? Just, just you saying. gave a Back to the Future 2 two and a half stars. And now you're saying, I didn't hate the Green Lantern. That's true. That's true. Where are your priorities, Leonard? I've, I, I've seen a lot worse than that. I Wait. Mean, so much. In so, the last two weeks, I've seen a lot worse than that. <laughs> I don't even get what you were trying to say with the two and a half stars thing. You think it deserves more? Back to the Future 2? Yeah, I do. Wow. Yeah. It's a three. It's at least a three to me. I'm sorry. Don't not agree with me. It's okay. It's all right. I love that half a star disagreement because... Really? Because it puts it in a whole other... There's another realm where it goes, you know? Like, if you're cruising and you're on Yelp, you know, and you're like, uh, oh, look at that. Uh, two and a half stars. Uh, not going to do it at all. Three stars, you're like, fuck it. I don't feel like walking anywhere else. Three stars means good. Three stars right. means it's, it does. you know, you could go now, in have, there. Now, have you seen my favorite film of the summer? Have you seen The Way, Way Back? I have not seen The Way, Way Back, but I'm excited to see it. It's such a good movie. It looked good before you said that, yeah. and then now it's, I have no reason to not be excited about it. It's such a good movie. Have you seen it, Clear? I haven't seen it yet. And that's the problem. See, is that The Lone Ranger comes out. They spend $250 making, $250 million making the film. They $250 probably, on the script. That's, yes, yes. That was it. Yes. I, bet you they, they, it, I bet you they found it in garbage. They o- I bet you they didn't pay anything for it. it. Matt, if that's true, they overpaid. <laughs> Boom! You they, got lettered. They... Or they made a swap for grown-ups, too. For the, oh, God uh, damn it. Equivalent value. But, I'm t- you know, the Way Way Back doesn't have that muscle. It doesn't have that marketing push behind it. And because it's not one of these summer event movies, or they call them tentpole movies now, you know, it's like there isn't an imperative. People don't feel, oh, I've got to be there opening weekend. I've got to go see that movie. So it, it slides. Yeah. And people, I mean, you know, You've heard of it. Both of you yes. said you've heard of it. Yeah. And you're sort of interested in Doug, who, who is an avid moviegoer, says, yeah, but I haven't seen it yet. And so you don't get around to seeing it. And then one day you feel like seeing it. It's not in the theater anymore. And, and that's, what's, that's the, the business model that's broken, I think, with movies uh, now, is that, is that all this crappy stuff comes out on Fridays with, you know, with the advertising. Everybody rushes to see it, even if they know it's not going to be that good, right. just because you want to see what it is yeah. and, how, and be able to talk about it. And the good movies kind of float by. Yeah, Lone Ranger is, everyone in the business uh, thinks it's a complete failure, and it made $50 million That's its right. first weekend. That's right. We should all have such failures. And way, so. way back, uh, you know, should be so lucky. But here in San Diego, for instance, way, way back is playing in one place. Yeah. So you got to, you know, and it's uh, Hillcrest. Yeah. You got to really want you know, to see it. So I haven't seen it yet. But it's, it's worth the effort, worth, worth traveling, worth doing whatever you need to do. Have you seen The Spectacular Now yet? No, I want to see that. I think I'm going to I've see heard that next great week. things about that. Mm-hmm. And uh, the director, James Ponsold, was on uh, and he made Smash, movies last which I week. Very much. Smashed is yeah. very good, too. Mm-hmm. We sh- this is probably more like a no, conversation like we should have later. <laughs> Leonard and Doug discuss every movie. <laughs> We're going to be here a while, you guys. Cancel my late show. I just wanted to, I just wanted to get in my, my licks for way, way back, because I'm touting that movie. Allison yeah, Sweeney. it's your favorite. Allison Sweeney? Oh, Allison Janney. Janney. Oh, yeah. Janney, she's, Janney. She's wonderful, yeah. Allison. Yeah. Allie's in it. Yeah, Allie's in it. 
Yeah, she's great in it. And the, the two dudes that uh, won the, um, the screenplay Oscar with Alexander Payne yeah, yeah, yeah. for The de- Descendants. Nat Faxon and Jim Rash. They're yeah, both- they wrote it and also play funny character roles yep. in the movie. All true. So you're okay. saying if you see one movie this summer, Grown Ups 2. I had to see Grown Ups 2 last Wednesday night <laughs> at, a, at a radio promo screening in Albuquerque, New Mexico. That's- Wait a second. <laughs> Well, you had and, uh, to go to Albuquerque to see it, or is no, that where you make where, your it's home? Where I, it's where I tape my show for Reels Channel, okay, my okay. weekly cable TV show. Reels Channel's great. They have uh, another program I enjoy called Beverly Hills Pond. That's true. <laughs> and uh, Reels is located in Albuquerque. I commute there to do my show. And in this case, the only screening uh, that they had of Grown Ups 2 was... Wednesday night, and that's when we sort of post our show and get it ready to air on Friday. So the only way to get it into the show was for me to see it there, race back to the studio, write the review, drop in the voice tracks, and and put it in the show. Because America needed to know. How how shitty. How shitty it was. And it was... uh, Being a radio promo screening, nobody paid to get in. Right. And so they were all grateful. It was a grateful audience. Uh, easily won over, I would like to... I, I'd like to think they were easily won over. I, I was watching the trailer for the movie, and I almost laughed, and I was like, what happened? And then I was like, oh, you're just remembering Billy Madison. <laughs> <laughs> That's all that happened in your brain. <laughs> it's just... it's just a, You know, there's that theory... Now, you're, I mean, you're a comedian. You, you deal with audience response. You know, there's this... There are two theories about critics and comedies, which is either that... We should only see them with an audience because that's the only way we'll really appreciate it and you know get into the spirit of laughing. And I get that theory, but there's it has a backlash, and the backlash is I'm sitting there saying, "God damn it, they're laughing at this." <laughs> and, yeah, it makes it you just, dislike it even more. Exactly. If the crowd's enjoying it, that's and, exactly. and you think it sucks. Gra- Graham and I saw Fast Six in Nashville, and uh, there were people laughing at the written jokes in the movie. <laughs> oh. They weren't. They weren't good. Not good. Not good. Let's, the less you anyway. say about Fast and Furious, the better, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> he got me in real hot water by revealing that amazing <laughs> Jason Statham cameo at the end. I got a lot of angry tweets got a over that. Of those too, and I was yeah. like, eh, "Fuck you." <laughs> But I love uh, Leonard's review of Lone Ranger because it starts with, what were they thinking? Yes! <laughs> and it ends with, I'm already doing my best to forget this misbegotten, <laughs> this misbegotten movie. Now, People don't use the expression misbegotten enough anymore. <laughs> Leonard, if you, had to, like, if you had to say one redeeming quality or the best thing about the Lone Ranger, what would it be? Like, is there one thing that's it, it, good? It, like, is it beautifully it, it shot? It looks great. C- scenery's beautiful. Yeah. The trains are really impressive. <laughs> the trains give a great performance. All right. right. The, pl- the planes and the automobiles, not so much. Yeah. yeah. Leonard, this sounds suspiciously like your Back to the Future 3 review. Uh, <laughs> I liked both the scenery and the trains in that movie, too. It's true. So you're telling me there was a Western where a train crashed and that was a big set piece? I can't Uh, believe it. No, no, no. I'm not a pushover. No. (laughs) No. There's a a really interesting thing going on with uh, the Back to the Future movies in that uh, Biff and his... uh, Tom Wilson. But no, but his... his, uh, How many generations of Biff appear over the course of the movies? Like... it's his father. You got, you got his great-great-granddad, uh, Buford Mad Dog Tannen. You got uh-huh. Biff himself. 
What the fuck? We're at Comic-Con. Get over yourself, San Diego. Uh, and then you got, but then you, got, you really only get three generations of Biff because you get, you know, you got Buford, Mad Dog, Biff, and Griff. Because you're just seeing 1985 Biff, 1955 Biff, and 2015 Biff. I just think it's interesting that in all of, the, all of those Biffs, they all cannot stand manure, and they all end up with some of it in their face. <laughs> and it's all the same company that is producing the manure, if you look at the sign on the truck. Ooh. You're welcome. Yeah, I'll check that out for you. And also, Statler Toyota uh, is the Statler horse and buggy in the 1885. You're welcome. <laughs> Uh, Leonard, I'd like to invite you to my house to watch all the Back to the Future movies. <laughs> Claire, you could come too. Yeah. Well, that brings me to Claire, who I want to know, have you seen all of the Bring It On sequels? I have not. Because they're, they're kind of direct-to-video they, they like, affairs. They went on and on. They yeah, really did. Yeah. Yeah. Bring it on, bring and it on. Bring it on again, more. and then more and more. Continue and to bring it on. I'm still, I'm still hey, bringing it. Hey, did I mention that you should bring it on again? <laughs> I would like you to know, Claire, that I bought my Volvo in Torrance. Oh, you did? Yeah, I love it. the movie it. takes place. Well, I had just moved here when we shot the movie. We actually shot in San Diego for five months. It was what? amazing. Yes, it was amazing. This is famous. Um, and I didn't know that, you know, Torrance and... and Lake Forest and all these places were real. And then when I drove up to LA, you I was just like, thought hey, they were hey. like the fucking Shire or I something. Just, yeah, I mean, I just, yeah. I mean, I didn't know. Hey, I was from New York. No, I, I knew understand. the Bronx, Brooklyn, you know. Yep. So, you know, and then all of a sudden, Five I'm like, oh, I see where it. she got the names oh. of everybody. So, yeah. Did you see Bring It On the musical? You know what? I, they invited me to the premiere and I couldn't go because I was working. So I have not seen it yet. And they just did that one performance. Of course, they're like, they're like, it's nothing like the movie. And I'm like, if you look at the poster, it's the exact poster. But then people who've seen it say, no, it's not like the, the movie. The story is quite different. I wanted it to turns see. out it's about some cheerleaders that have to overcome some adversity to win the big, <laughs> to win the big competition at the end. Yeah. But they sing, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They, they sing. sing, but they throw and they each cheer, other and they dance. Yeah, oh, and, and they, they throw, throw each other very high. So it's in, like in front of the, the audience. The Spider-Man musical. It's more yeah. dangerous than the Spider-Man musical. Those guys are on wires. Those like oh, yeah, in Bring It On, they're just throwing each other into the air willy-nilly. Yeah, I mean it's just crazy. Yeah, just it's tossing up, tossing up. They did a high fidelity musical that ran for <laughs> a week and a half in Chicago that I kind of wanted to see. But anyway, yeah. anybody see it? Didn't think so. All right. They no, did. They really you know did. what? They They're workshopping the Heather's musical right now I'll in see LA. The shit out of yeah, that. Yeah, me too. I will too. I love I will see the that movie. Shit out of that movie. Talk about a movie. Do you like Heather's? Leonard okay, what? Bolton? How many stars did Heather's get? Let's I'm talk not, about this. I'm not a big Heather's guy. Oh. oh. Have you ever played this game with him, Doug? Have you ever gone? How? What did you rate this movie? And then ask him, and then he has to tell you, and then he's usually wrong, probably. <laughs> I think, could, I think he could get. I think he could ballpark it, but I also think that probably uh, movies about teenage girls aren't necessarily in his wheelhouse. <laughs> I don't know. You raise the teenage girl; it should be like in your wheelhouse. You like Thank bring it on? Bring I like bring it movie. on a lot. It's, it's yeah. a good movie. All right, I'm going to confirm you. that right now. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> no, do you just, find it weird that uh, how many stars did you give it? Oh, I love this game. I think. <laughs> I think it gets three stars. It's been a long. I time. think you're right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> High spirited, high energy, high flying action. Woohoo! 
I added that part for you. <laughs> followed by a direct-to-video sequel, so you'll have to update this review. Yes, yes we yes. will. To say it's followed by Many. a shit ton of crap. <laughs> <laughs> Sharp writing by Jessica Bendinger. Driving direction. I like that director. I, I like, like that, that next movie too, he yeah. did. Peyton Reed. Pey- Peyton yeah. Reed. Yeah. That was his first feature debut. Yeah, but I like that Down with Love movie with uh, Ewan McGregor and Renee Zellweger. I agree with that as well. Yeah, yeah. you it's know a charming who, movie. like a director I love that made one giant piece of shit was uh, Martin Campbell, who decided he would agree to do the Green Lantern. <laughs> the guy directs Casino Royale, and then he turns around and gives us fucking Green Lantern. <laughs> what did you did you love Casino Royale? Did you give it five stars? You probably should have given it. Five. No, I, I thought Casino Royale was terrific. Okay, yeah. good. I mean. I want to find common ground after these Back to the Future problems. I like, I, it, you know, and uh, and when you see Quantum of Solace afterwards, you, you see really back? appreciate Casino Royale. Well, yes, but if you watch them back to back and treat it as one five-hour movie, I'd rather not. I'd rather not do that. Leonard, experiment. you're coming over. I'd rather not do that experiment. We're only a only if, you over. if you run Bring It On again, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll yeah. do that in between. We'll watch uh, all the Back to the Futures. Uh, bring It On. Yeah. We'll pound a bunch of uh, a yeah, bunch yeah, of speed, yeah. uh, <laughs> and then and then yeah, it's you gonna need be good. you need forty eight hours with Leonard. Be, oh God, forty eight hours. You, Leonard. Oh, I can mm-hmm. already see it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you want to do a web show with me where we just camp in my living room and I force you to watch the movies I like that you don't? <laughs> <laughs> Quantum of Solace had the weirdest James Bond villain death of all the films, which was basically they just left him stranded in the desert with nothing to drink but a can of motor oil. Oh. <laughs> I love it. Then they so find strange. his body. They find his body and they're like, they only found oil in his stomach. <laughs> he went for it. Yeah, he drank it. Why would you do that? He used to think that's that guy, uh, Matthew Al- Almerick, who's so great in the, uh, the Bell and the oh, Butterfly. Diving Bell and the Diving Butterfly. Bell and the Butterfly. And the Butterfly. He's a brilliant actor. Love that movie. He's a great actor. The book and the movie. That movie freaked me out because it really puts you in the position of, like, you know, his point of view of, like, what if you were completely paralyzed and all you could do is blink? And then he blinks an entire book to his... Uh, Blinky computer. To his, to his wife or girl nurse. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Check it out know. if you want to really be freaked out. Yeah, no. <laughs> I suggest reading the book first and then seeing the movie. Well, you have the, like movie's, a deeper appreciation. the movie's foreign, so you could just read the movie while you're watching it's the movie. True. It's true. It's kind of like, you know, if you want to multitask, you can do that. Um, Leonard, do you want to come over and revisit the Star Trek series? <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, now that you've brought it up, do you, do you like the Star Trek movies? The, the new ones? I, any of them. Like, do you, do, yeah, you, I do. do you have a fondness for them in general? Yeah. It got off to a weird start with that Robert Wise one that was yep. ponderous. Though I never saw the re-edit that he did. You know, they did a complete he, Well, I'll tell you, it uh, didn't help. No? <laughs> no. Persis Kambata, still bald. Yeah, yeah she is. <laughs> and, um, but then Wrath of Khan, of course, is... Probably the best movie Terrific. ever made. Yep. And Nicholas Meyer, you know, did Nicholas a great Meyer. job with on several of those. Yes, Star Trek Six as well. Right, right. The four, well, that, the four, yeah, four. And, those even yeah. numbered ones are really good. I don't yes. know how that turned out, but it's true. Well, yeah, and then you end up with Nemesis, which is also even numbered, mm-hmm. but a uh, uh, piece of well, shit. Well, that's why. <laughs> that's why they gave up on that uh, on that particular crew, right? After that one, yeah, they, they do another they, one. Well, I mean, they were getting, they were all getting up there a little mm-hmm. bit, and uh, then they decided to uh, reboot it, and well, that happened. Here we are, uh, and then somebody shot J.J. Abrams out of a tank. <laughs> 
<laughs> I thoroughly enjoyed the show, show Abrams, show, the that Abrams tank. Oh, oh my goodness, wow. That is delightful. Nice. I heard that from backstage and I was like, that's clever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Everybody yeah, look at that. show everybody. Woo-hoo. The only thing that's missing is a lens flare. <laughs> That's something I enjoy about uh, doing this show in L.A. and out on the road is that people, they want their name tag to be picked, but they don't, nobody gets like bummed out when they don't get picked. Everybody comes for the spirit of fun. because they all fun making it. Yeah, right? Right? It's like an art project. Mm-hmm. Did you all enjoy making your name tags? Yes. Yeah. What'd you say? <laughs> You're kind of the nighttime version of let's make a deal. Yes. Oh, I remember they did that prime kind of time. Them. They did that prime time. I remember that. Let's make a deal. Anyway, forget it. Scratch that from the record. Yeah. I'm going to have to ask Ryan, the jury. please cut that out. Could the jury please disregard that that was, <laughs> that that was said? Um, well, I guess we're at the part of the show where I say... Let the games begin. <laughs> Oh my goodness! And um, in order to uh, play the games, we need we have to... everyone to pick a name tag from the audience. I'm going to see how wireless guys... this microphone is. Uh, oh, uh, you were the one I was hoping wouldn't have the wireless microphone. That's too bad. I knew you, so that's why I'm going to say me. we'll be right back. And we're back, Leonard. Who are you playing for? Could you uh, hold oh, up your name tag and yes. uh, tell us who? Uh, don't show the shithead on the back. Okay, I've got. Uh, it's uh, I'm Lisa, and I'm an emetophobe. I talked to her earlier, and then you came out and picked the name tag. That's pretty good. There we go. Let me get it on Vine. There you go. Beautiful. <laughs> and who are you playing for, Claire? I am playing for Catch Jeremy if you can. <laughs> All right, that's one of my favorite Spielberg <laughs> movies. And then another Spielberg movie. <laughs> Matt, what is that? Roar. <laughs> That might be my best vine yet. <laughs> Closing off on the roar. And who's, who, but who's that, what's the person's name? Uh, Jared, I'm Jer- assuming. Jarrett. 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 Like Jeff Jarrett? The, the T's not in there. <laughs> Sorry if my references are odd. <laughs> anyway, All right. this is a great, uh, hey, Leonard, uh, Jurassic Park, right? Five stars, huh? Terrific movie. Okay, all right. We don't have to watch that one. Lost World, what do we think? It's one with the, what's it? Lost World. What, do we, what, what are we thinking of the Jurassic Lost World? Jurassic Park, The Lost World. A.K.A. Jeff Goldblum somehow has a black kid. Yeah, well... <laughs> the, first, the first one's really the, the film. Okay. I mean, everything else is spinning off of that, to me, with lesser results each time. I mean, I don't... We don't have to revisit it. I agree with you. Yeah, I think, I think, I think that's it then. All right, good. Then we can close the chapter there. Done. And How many stars done. do you think you gave it? Oh, Lost World? Can I guess for him? The original? The first one, yeah. Ooh. Either three or three and a half. All right, let's talk again. <laughs> you love that movie? The first Jurassic Park? Yeah. Yeah. All it's right. a fucking great movie. What is wrong with that movie? Did, did, did you go Lots back to see things. it in 3D? No, I didn't. No. I own it on Blu-ray. Isn't that enough for you people? 
and they fucking won't sell them individually, so I own the other two on Blu-ray. Leonard gave it three and a half. Yeah. Uh, Leonard, uh, if nice. I'm not mistaken, do you go, you go only up to four stars, four, correct? Yeah. Okay, yeah. we can hang out. Oh. Friends forever. That was close. That was very yeah, close. Yeah, that was a close one. It's all right. Narrow escape. I mean, yeah. I give things five stars, but that's just me. I was disappointed that they'd never made a Richard Attenborough action figure. At the time, I, at the time I was uh, collecting action figures at Toys R Us. Kid, I, kids would love playing with that one. Kids, well, kids exactly. love saying, "Welcome to Jurassic Park." That's right. <laughs> well, so I wanted the. Off- I would be fucking loving that action figure. I, I would like go in and be like, "We spared no expense." <laughs> Yes. Am I right? Yes. They never made that one. We feed them on goats. Our lives are in your hands and you've got butterfingers? <laughs> God damn it, I love that movie. <laughs> Lenny, me and you, this weekend, we're watching it. I think, I, personally, I find Lost World, I think Lost World is more exciting in, uh, of a movie than the Sorry, first Doug. one. Yeah, I didn't I, hear you. I, That's cool. I thought I thought Laura Dern was kind of. I, I love her as an actress, but I thought she was pretty rough in that first one. <laughs> she was fine. <laughs> Too much of those two little kids. Yeah. All I right. thought Samuel Jackson's fake arm did a great job. <laughs> Hold on to your butts. Now, guys, is he talking about a cigarette or is he talking like literally? Hold on to your your ass. It really works both ways. I know. Because he's got a cigarette dangling from his mouth at the time, I think. A la Ray Stance in Ghostbusters. Uh, Two and a half stars for Lost World from from Leonard. Leonard, you could see that depreciation happening. Yeah. You never know. If you'd like me to come and we'll revise for the 2014 every movie. I think the sequence where the RV is over the side of the cliff in Lost yeah, World yeah, is one yeah. of Spielberg's best action sequences that he's ever shot. I can agree with that. That's okay, a very that's good set piece. Uh, I also enjoyed the introduction of the Mercedes M-Class, available now at your local dealer. Uh, you Could know. you walk around wearing that name tag for the rest of Comic-Con? Because yes. it looks great on you. It looks like you just won a pageant. Yeah. It is a pageant for dinosaurs who love Back to the Future movies. Oh my God, that's my fucking wheelhouse. <laughs> um, I don't think you've ever played this game, Leonard, and I know Claire hasn't because it's her first time on the show. That's true. But it's called the Bane Game. Ooh. Uh oh. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to say a quote from a motion picture, classic or otherwise. <laughs> Uh, the AFI put out a list of the 100 greatest quotes, and th- there's some really good ones in there, but I, I don't necessarily agree that all of them are the 100 best. Yeah, I know. There's like 40 in Jurassic Park, so. <laughs> <laughs> Newman. You should make a vine of you just running down the street, kicking a can of, uh, of uh, Barbasol. Barbasol down the street and yeah. try, trying to grab it. You say to people, what's this from? I mean, if you think I already have it, then that's just your problem. <laughs> so I'll say a quote from a movie in my uh, Bane impression. And then um, if you think you know the, the movie that it's from, uh, just shout out your own name. And whoever shouts out first, I will call on. And then you will 
guess the name of the movie. And if you don't get it wrong, you don't lose a point. Right? If you get it wrong, you don't lose a point. But then we will. The other two people have a shot at it. Huh? If they want to take a chance. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just go. Just say. Let's okay. try it right now. Leonard. Leonard. Yeah. Okay. Right. Got it. If you want, you know, if you wanted to, you know, be quicker about it, you could say Len. But I know, I know you prefer yeah, Leonard. That's okay. So go ahead and say. Right. Go ahead and say your whole name. Leonard. Uh, yeah, like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty fast. That's, that's perfect. Just practice. That was yeah. good. That was good. All right, here we go. And you can and feel free to, to jump in in the middle of the quote if you if you know it early enough to do that. Oh. <clears throat> First person to three points is going to win. Uh oh. <laughs> Listen to me, Mister. You're my knight in shining armor. Uh, Leonard. What's that from, Leonard? That's Catherine Hepburn on Golden Pond. That is correct. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> when I came up with this game, I was like, this is a game Leonard will actually be good at. Uh, what if, what if he's you not go... good at the Leonard Maltin game? That was, an effort, that was an effort to decipher in that voice, but, but I'm glad. Yeah, the voice is throwing me, but yeah, I'm in now. What okay, if you're like, it. no time for love, Dr. Jones, and I go clerks, and you're like, no, it was Raiders of uh, Temple of Doom. Is that what happens? Why would I do that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to pick quotes that are only in one film <laughs> and aren't quoted again. <laughs> Sometimes they're quoted again in another film, maybe. Like right. if I said, we're not in Kansas anymore. Yes, I would That's say in The Matrix. Every movie. Right. And, yeah, and every other movie. Like when it happened in The Matrix, I just, I shuddered. <laughs> like, why are you saying that? This is The Matrix. You shouldn't have references to an mo- old movie in it. <laughs> okay, here we go again. Of course, some people do go both ways. Of course, some people do go both ways. Uh, Matt, is it the Wachowski Brothers Bound? (laughs) There's some lesbian shit in there. I'm just guessing. Anyone else? Uh, Claire. Yes? The Crying Game? (laughs) <laughs> oh, I like it. Logical. Are you can come hang out with me and Leonard. Yeah. I went in on that. Yes. <laughs> Leonard, do you have any idea? Not a clue. It's kind of that's kind of a fun thing I just did because that's from The Wizard of Oz. Ah. <laughs> uh, you. There's not a lot of game shows where they bring up the answer right before they ask the question. That's, that's that was the tricky. Scarecrow. Yeah, the scarecrow says some people go both ways, and oh, I've always yeah. enjoyed that line because I always like, why is the scarecrow talking about? Uh, bisexuality. <laughs> and that yeah, made we were... the 100 greatest quotes? No, I said some of them might be from the 100 greatest quotes. <laughs> These are his 100 said, greatest cl- quotes. I said classics and otherwise. <laughs> the Knight in Charting Armor one, though, was on the list. That's it's not really the greatest top 100 quotes. All right. No one got a point on that one. <laughs> She puts the whore in horrifying. Claire. Yes? Bring it on. Yeah, you say it in that movie. (laughs) (laughs) Woo! (laughs) Would have been hilarious if someone else got it. I know. If I was like, I'm like, it sounds familiar. Yes, it was me. (laughs) (laughs) All right, here we go. I feel the need. The need. Matt. Yes. Top Gun. Correct. 
America. Matt. Yeah. Dog. dog Day Afternoon. That's correct. <laughs> Fuck you both. I'm going all the way. I know. We were tied, and then all of a sudden, we're not. Yeah, I know. You're about to win. That's how good I am at Back of the Future. Leonard. <laughs> I am big. Except Pat. Leonard was first. All right, go ahead, Leonard. Get it wrong. Gloria Swanson as Norman Desmond in Sunset Boulevard. Wow, you really pulled a Sam Levine on that one. Yeah, baby. TMI. I like it. This is exciting. So Matt has two and Leonard has two and uh, Claire has the one. Which I said. <laughs> she said. Yeah, that I said. Obviously, I'm really good at this game. <laughs> Here's Johnny. Matt. Oh, Claire, Claire. <laughs> Matt got in Damn. there. The Tonight Show. <laughs> you really want to throw this away with a joke? <laughs> the Shining. Oh, okay. she got the point. Oh. <laughs> He's such a gentleman. Three-way tie. Three-way tie. See? This is ah. exciting. There's your last one for the win. I'm walking here. Leonard. I'm Matt. walking oh, here. Leonard. Leonard. Dustin Hoffman and Midnight Cowboy. That's correct. Ah. You forgot to say as Ratso Rizzo. Ratso. Oh, yeah, you, gave me, yeah. you gave me crap last time, so I was trying to be I simple. love we, that uh, the rat in the Muppet things is called Ratso Rizzo. Yes, like, right? That is such a weird, like, why would, why would the Muppets be referencing that movie about, yeah. about gay prostitution? <laughs> Especially in Dickensian England at Christmas. <laughs> It's crazy, but Leonard's our winner, you guys. What did he win? I'll tell you. He won the opportunity to go first in this next game. And it's a game that I like to call, How Much Did This Shit Make? (laughs) Um, This is my favorite game. I have Uh the home version. It's where you just sit around and (laughs) just reload boxes. Talk about it with your friends. (laughs) Oh, it's cute that you added friends. Uh, <laughs> um, basically, how this game works is I'm going to name a movie, and then uh, Leonard's going to go first, and then we'll let uh, Claire go, and then Matt. And you guys will bid on how much money you think this movie made at the domestic box office during its you know, entire run uh, without going over. Price is Right style. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Tricky. Yeah. And the movie is Morgan Spurlock's Comic Con Episode 4 A Fan's Hope. I only bring it up because my movie, Chronicon <laughs> Episode 4 A New Dope. Or Revenge of the Spliff, or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> the Empire Strikes Back um, will be coming, uh, coming out someday. We're still working on it. <laughs> but uh, how much money do you think that movie made, Leonard? $400,000. Claire? Um, mm, 250000 Okay, and Matt. I'm going to say 
No, I'm not going to say a dollar. <laughs> Who said that? Who, did you say that? It's a yeah, classic so Price I'm is Right it strategy. Went between, uh, it made between $2 and $249,000. It probably opened, I'm going to guess, in at least 200 screens, right? So anyway, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it the figure of $1.1 million in its entire domestic run. Did you see it? No. I liked it a lot. It's really, it's really charming. They show like a couple that, that got married here, I think, and, and uh, oh. <laughs> romantic. N- yeah, romantic nerds. <laughs> Nobody wins. I know why. <laughs> we all went over. You all overbid. <laughs> Holy shit, <laughs> sir! I apologize yeah, wholeheartedly. You could have had it. I could have had it. You know, yeah, I knew shame. I was overbidding, but I didn't want to be... It made $34,665. Um, what? The Toyota Camry cost more. <laughs> it's according to Box Office Mojo. I trust them. Yeah. Yeah. I was high when I looked at it. Maybe it was $34 million. <laughs> I doubt it. Or three million? What kind of a loss did he take on that? It had no, 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 no. Probably made his money on VOD. You know. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure it was right. probably, uh, and yeah. it wasn't on 200 screens. Yeah, because it, it was, was on one or two screens yeah. in big cities. Yeah, well, I like... counted the screens of the people at home watching. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> that means Leonard gets to go first in the Leonard Malton game. This is where it turns, turns ugly. Can I have a, can I have a water, please, uh, people in the back? Thank you. <laughs> I was so excited, though, that you were, you were so great at the uh, quotes thing, because I thought that would be the case. That I may have peaked for the evening uh, with that. We'll <laughs> what is, do you have any favorite like, quotes from uh, movies? I should have looked up what you say in Gremlins 2, A New Batch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I just read it to you. <laughs> What do you do? Do you just recuse yourself from reviewing it because you're in it? Is that what you would do? I'm just he reviews it while he's in the movie. That's how I got in it. Ah. Because I had just recently started working at Entertainment Tonight in the early '80s, and and there was no alternate critic. I was the guy, and I was supposed to review all the big new movies, and I had to review Gremlins which was made by my friend Joe Dante. And I, I don't, I'm not friends with filmmakers, but in this case, You're I was. friends with Joe Dante? Yeah. That's fucking awesome. And he's, he's even cooler now. We're a couple of guys from Jersey who love movies. Anyway, uh, and I had the unpleasant task of going on national television and giving a bad review to oh, his movie. We're going to cue that up right after Back to the Future 3. And, uh, and, it, was, and it was not a pleasant thing to do, and, 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 uh, and it, it was tough to do. But I had to be honest. Yeah, you I had to say it was full like, of... I didn't like the movie. You had to say it was full of film buff in-jokes, but negated by too vivid violence and mayhem. <laughs> That's what I said. Yeah. Yeah. Which so, is the only insulting thing you say about it. So several years later, Joe's uh, then producer, producing partner, Mike Fennell, called me on the phone and said, uh, so we're doing Gremlins 2. And there's a scene where the Gremlins invade uh, a TV network and uh, go into all these different studios and wreck all the shows, and we want to have a movie review show with you doing the movie review. Hmm. And I said, well, I think I owe you that. So, <laughs> so that's how I got in Gremlins 2. And, and the idea was that I was going to be reviewing Gremlins 1 in Gremlins 2. 
Uh -huh. And by that time, it had come out on video, uh, video cassette in those days. <laughs> and Joe was directing me in this scene <laughs> on a stage at Warner Brothers. It was all very surreal. And he said, just use your own words. <laughs> so he directed me to give a bad review to his movie again in his sequel to the movie. Which, strangely enough, got three stars. Gremlins got two stars, then you bumped very, it up a notch. Very, very interesting. Yes. That's, <laughs> you try it too. Anyway, and the gremlins, the gremlins come in and kill me. But almost as good as being in the movies that I was on three tops gum cards oh. of the story of the movie, mm -hmm. which is a kind of immortality. Yeah, it is. That, that, yeah. Was, that was very cool. I like Gremlins too a lot. It's really, I do too. It's, it's yeah. really it's my uh, Tony, Tony Randall is the voice of the one talking Gremlins. <laughs> oh yes, is, is awesome. Um, and then uh, you you wrote at the end of your Gremlins two the new batch. And by the way, there's no there's no colon in, in on there. Uh, I, I, think, heard, I think I think Sam, Sam has an Sam issue with that. About yeah, that. Right? Yes, I know. Yeah, he's he's gonna take you to task over that. The next barbecue you guys are at. Yeah. But um, you wrote at the end of this review. Be sure to stay with this through the closing credits. Well, what happens in the closing credits? There, there's, some gag, too. there's some good gags in the closing credits. Oh, okay. Nick mm. Fury comes up and says, hey, Gremlin. <laughs> but that's a nice tip that you give us to, uh, you know, you. to watch that part. Thank you. I like the little uh, tidbits you throw in there. Get like these that. motherfucking Gremlins off my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> 20,000. Uh, never mind, forget it. Now you, you haven't used my actual book in a long time, have you? You're, you're, you've adopted the Leonard Malton Movie Guide app. Yeah, it's all yeah, about the app. Yeah. Boy, yeah. it sounds like someone makes less money off the app. <laughs> that sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> Buy the book, everyone. Buy the book. Please go to Amazon.com through the link on the Nerdist page. <laughs> and then uh, be sure to use stamps.com slash WTF. Hey! There it is. Um, but this is, um, yeah, we used to, the, the Leonard Malton game started for me with uh, my friends Sarah Silverman and Brian Posehn and I used to sit around and play it. And we would take the book, and this is, uh, this is how we would do it, is we'd start going like that, and, and someone else like Matt say, stop. Stop. And then, and then we'd go like this. Stop. Say stop. <laughs> and then you just stop on the movie, and then we would play it. And it's an incredibly hard game when you play it that way. All right, let's, let's because play. Because there's a lot of movies in here, and it gets pretty obscure. Uh, this one is from 2006. Mm. Leonard gives it three stars. Oh, uh, shit. He says that this movie is the seventh installment in a series, and he says that it's thoroughly absorbing. Harry Potter... And he, and he lists no names. <laughs> Whoa. What movie oh, do you think oh, that is? Oh, oh it's, it's one of the 7-Up movies. Yes, 48-Up. Yeah. Okay. Ah. Yeah, 2006. I should have uh, given you the year. I get but anyway, it. that's how it worked. That's how we used to do it. But now that we have the app, now that we're in a brave new world, um, <laughs> but before the thing you... I like about the app is that I can program, I can program it. It doesn't yeah. have to be random like right. that. So really, the app was just made for you. Everyone else, please buy the book. <laughs> Get the book and the app. The book is is fun too, but, but the app is good if you want to play with your friends. Wouldn't it look cute if you had a little display 
with two on either side because they're yes. heavy. It's a big, thick paperback book. I hear you. So you need two Richard Attenborough action figures oh. on each Ooh. side holding up the God, book. That's nice. be a fun thing. That's a good visual. Maybe with a cheerleader, you know, action figure from Bring It On mm-hmm. in the middle. To well, what imaginary the, line of action figures did you just invent for Bring It On? I, I like it. Just, At know, least it's plausible. Like, oh, maybe Kenner built a prototype, Richard Attenborough, <laughs> and then Doug walked by and said, that's stupid. Who's going to use that? What's up, Doug? It's just a thought. Let's play the Leonard Maltin game. Okay. Woo. Starting with Leonard, as I mentioned, you get to pick a category. At A Mills 321 suggested on Twitter, Quill Bill. Hmm. And that's uh, movies based on Shakespeare. Pretty clever. Quill Bill. Uh, at Amber Pierce, P E, or Peace, Amber Peace, P E A C E, suggested Failure to Launch. And that's films where a character has erectile dysfunction. Okay. Which I don't believe Matthew McConaughey had in Failure to Launch. (laughs) Didn't see that one. And at Aztec alum, is that you? Aztec alum, the San Diego, San Diego State, uh, wrote, uh, suggested Gas Lamp District, which is where we are. Mm -hmm. And um, that's movies that have either gas or lamp or district in the title. Oh. Which one of those would you like to play, Leonard? Shakespeare, uh, well, uh, erectile yeah. dysfunction. <laughs> I have a feeling you'll stay away from that one. Uh, or Gaslamp well, District. Well, I'll do Gaslamp District. All right, that's fun. That's where we are. Okay, the year is 1983. Mm-hmm. Three stars from you. Okay. I love saying that, from you. You gave it three stars. I'd say that's about right. You call this movie enjoyable. And you also say that it has a surprising number of genuine laughs. And then you list, and it's got got gas or lamp or district in the title, and you listed... Twelve names? Yeah, twelve names. No, I'm sorry. One of them's hyphenated, so it's oh. <laughs> just eleven names. Okay. How many names do you need to name this, Leonard? Uh, all of them. Uh, okay, so and, he's and taking eleven so. names. So then we go to Claire. You can either say, name that movie, which would be probably a bad thing to do, because he, he'll get to hear all the names. <laughs> or you can bid the next best thing, which would be t- ten names. I'm going to say ten. Okay, good bid. <laughs> Shocking. Uh, zero. Ooh. Now we come back over to Leonard, who has to either get into negative names category, territory, which you do if you think you know what it is. But if you don't know what it is, you probably just have to... 1983? hmm I, I just so suck at this game. Uh... <laughs> No but Matt may, Matt, Matt may be, you know, honing in on the wrong movie. Yeah. Well, it's uh, true. It's very true. Uh, I'll say nine names. Well, you can't oh, say did, nine. He did zero. <laughs> you sorry, 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 You know what? He's Leonard Maltin. He can say whatever the fuck he wants. Touche. That's true. Touche. Touche. No, no. Obviously, I can't, I can't go into negative names. I'm clueless. Matt, name that movie. Uh, I'm going to say it's uh, National Lampoon's. 
Vacation. Correct. Yeah. That's a, yeah. Well played. It was the hyphenated name that made me think Anthony Michael Hall. Oh. Well played, sir. Oh, it was actually Brian Doyle Murray. Oh, nice. Letting us in on his tactics. I went to a, you know, I grew up here in San Diego, and they used to have, uh, and maybe still do, lots of preview screenings for uh, movies where all the filmmakers would come down to San Diego and watch it with an audience in a really big theater. And uh, the, when they used to have, you know, single really big screens, there was one in, uh, which one was it at? It might have been in Mission Valley. But I saw the screening of it, and I, I thought it was okay. I didn't love it. But afterwards, Harold Ramis was just standing around the lobby. And, oh I, you know, and I, I knew who Harold Ramis was. I was excited. And I went up to him, and I went, you're the voice of the moose. And he went, that's correct. And that was our entire conversation. <laughs> I was so excited that I, I, I nerded out on him that I knew that it was his voice. To this day, have you had another interaction with him? Uh-uh. <laughs> that's it. If I do, I'll tell him that story, and he'll be like, yeah, that's kind of how my life is. Aww. Nerds coming up to me and saying that, because I think he went uncredited in that role. I love Harold Ramis oh. so much. Yeah, I- I'm surprised that Leonard doesn't have it. The last line of the review is, listen for Harold Ramis as the voice of the moose. <laughs> But you did say followed by three sequels, starting with National Lampoon's European Vacation. And I picked this one instead of the, uh, the other ones because uh, I don't know why. <laughs> I have a fondness had for a reason. Vegas Vacation. Really? Yeah, I do. I like it. I like it a lot. Sid Caesar's in it. I like that. Do you like it too, Leonard? Yeah, I do. Best friends. Ah. All right. Now, Common ground. Now Common I have ground. to look that one up. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm suspect about that. <laughs> European vacation is really bad. Yeah. Yeah. That's, the, that's the roughest that's one. That's got that awesome scene where they one. buy new clothes. That's pretty sweet. I love how the kids change in all of them. Yeah. Like yeah. It's, <laughs> it's always different kids. That's got the... Vegas vacation has by far the hottest uh, daughter. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> I, I can say that because I was born in 1983, so it was never creepy for me to be attracted to them. Except now. I can't find it in here. It doesn't... Did you not review it, Leonard? No, no. It may not be under... It might be just Vegas Vegas Vacation. Vacation. Because I can pull up my blog post. That might have been one where they backed off of the National Lampoon part. They might have thought young people don't know any better. Yep. It's just Vegas Vacation. And uh, directed by Stephen Kessler, who directed a great documentary about Paul Williams. What do you? What do you what's I that? looked it up too. Not the Paul Williams thing, but I just want you to guess. After we guess what Leonard Malton gave it, uh, let's guess the Rotten Tomatoes score on Vegas Vacation. I just looked it up. Leonard gave it two and a half stars. Okay. And Which Rotten is Tomatoes, thirteen <laughs> percent. Uh, I love the last line of most of your reviews because in this case it says that's producer Jerry Weintraub as slick gambler Jilly from Philly. (laughs) News you can use. (laughs) I love it. All right, so uh, Matt has a point. We're playing to two points. And since since Leonard challenged Matt, Claire gets to go first and pick a category. Okay. I'll give you some options. I'm ready. You're figuring out how this works, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're on top of it. I like it. Um... Would you like to play, uh, let's see, let's do some more new ones. At BJ underscore Schwartz suggested Rocky's Horrible Picture Show. 
and that's Sylvester Stallone movies that Leonard gave two or less stars. Ooh. <laughs> so everything but Rocky and First Blood. <laughs> and then uh, another option is uh, at Adam underscore Mo, M-O-E, suggested Lucky Number 7, and that's uh, a motion pictures where uh, a person in the movie has played that same part seven or more times. Oh. Wow. Yeah. That's, so that's interesting. They narrows, never, it, narrows it down to a few things. They never made a Frasier movie, though. I don't... <laughs> and then the uh, third option is it's uh, Donald Sutherland's birthday today, the great Donald Sutherland, uh-huh. uh, uh, Kiefer's dad. And um, uh, <laughs> so the films of Donald Sutherland. So those are your options. Okay. Stallone, um, Sutherland, or uh, same actor seven times. Let's, let's go with the, with the same actor seven times. I'm intrigued. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. The year is 2004. Okay. Leonard gives it three stars. <laughs> he says this movie is... Um, oh, Leonard, this is a tough one. <laughs> you, mostly just describing it. Uh, uh, oh, this movie has... Uh, has uh, uh, is foreboding and psychologically complex. And um, uh, there's two actors that he re- he refers to as that he's you say add spunk, which spunk is right up there with misbegotten for <laughs> words people don't use very often, unless you have a situation where you have some misbegotten spunk. <laughs> it could happen. Ear, earmuffs, Leonard. I'm going to say something dirty. The next time I jizz on a lady, I'm going to say I apologize for the misbegotten spunk. Sorry. I mean, if it ever happens again. <laughs> and Leonard lists a lot of names. <laughs> 21 names. Oh, jeez. Yeah, so you could start the bidding off with 21 if you want to. Okay, if you'd I'll like say- to hear them all. I'll, I'll say 21. Okay, and then we go to Leonard. Uh, uh, six. Six names. <gasps> it's the last six names of a 21-name movie. <laughs> Name it, Leonard. All right. He knows it. Well, he must have wrote the fucking I, I know, I know the fucking I know the series, but I don't know which entry. Yeah, that's why I was hoping to trip you up, because I yeah. know that well, shit. Well, you, you might have a reasonable guess. We'll see. Your six names are Julie Christie, Pam Ferris, Lenny Henry, Warwick Davis... Ah, bullshit! Don French, <laughs> and David Bradley. God. And the movie is called... <laughs> Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. That's correct. Uh, yeah. Nicely done. Yeah, that is tough because that—that's my favorite one personally, mm-hmm. and uh, so I'd—I'd I'd remember that. But the other ones, I'd be like Harry Potter and the Chalice of Blood. Yeah. Harry Potter and the Chimney That Talks Shit. <laughs> Matt's so sad over there. So upset about this. 
You're doing the Sam Levine sulk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know Sam Levine is why Leonard Maltin has appeared on the show many times is because they are uh, longtime friends. How did you and Sam meet? Did we at, talk about at that birth? before? How could you be my daughter Jesse? Oh, Jesse uh, and Sam are friends. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, uh, Claire, you still uh, want to play this? You want to get in this? I I do. Okay. You get to pick a category again. And I the, do. This, yeah. But this time we'll change the order and then we'll go to uh, to Matt because he challenged later okay. on the last one. <laughs> At Nate Hadley suggested whose line is it anyway, and that's movies where people do cocaine. <laughs> Or Golden Shower's Playbook, and that's movies that begin with P. Okay. The letter P, not someone okay. urinating. But oh. on a similar theme... Thank you for clarifying. Yes. On a similar theme, a feminist movement, and that's a movies where you see a woman on a toilet. Okay. Not going to get into what they're doing necessarily. Could be sitting on it with the lid down. Which one of those would you like to play? I'm, I'm going to go with P. All right. Yeah. 1990 is the year. I'm sorry. 1980. Oh. <laughs> Leonard calls this movie a bomb. <laughs> At the end of the review, he recommends something else you should do instead of watching this movie. Which is what? What should I do instead? Yeah. Fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> done and done. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. It's good advice, Len. <laughs> he says this movie has a game cast, and he also says that it has alleged songs. <laughs> Which is a really mean thing to say about a song, is that it's allegedly a song. Oh, my God. And he lists eight names. How many names do you think you can name this in, Claire? Eight. <laughs> Uh, I'll and I can't believe I didn't pick out from Breakfast Club or Go the lines about Claire mm-hmm. that, uh, that they say day. in those. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I should have picked one of those out for Bane Game, but I, <laughs> I missed that opportunity. I'm gonna, Next I'll, time. I'm gonna, Next time. Here's the deal, Claire. I'm going to say name that movie. She gets all the names? She's going to get all the names. She's getting all the names. She's going to well, get all I, the names. <laughs> okay. All right. I think she's going to be on the board. Uh, well, I feel I'm, good. <laughs> I don't know. Doug, in case Begins you haven't figured it out, I like tying. Alleged songs. You do like I tying I was very it young when this came out. Alleged <laughs> songs. Uh, it begins with the letter P. There's a game cast in this movie, and Leonard says it's a bomb. <laughs> and your eight names are Linda Hunt, Wesley Ivan Hurt, Richard Libertini, Beck and Bull, uh, Paul Dooley, Paul Smith. Great name. Ray Walston, Shelley Duvall, and Robin Williams. Oh. Um, and it begins with the letter P hmm. from 1980. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> no, no coaching the from shame. the audience. Uh, Gosh. I love, I, love, I love everybody just encouraging her. Like, it's not like something that's revived because it's celebrated every year at Christmas or something right. like that. It's, you know. Oh, Leonard's throwing in an extra clue? Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, don't pay no attention to what I just said. <laughs> I'm just saying it is a bomb. So this, yeah. yeah, yeah. 
Uh, oh I, my find God. It, I find it peculiarly entertaining. I'll go with you on peculiar. Yeah, it's very, it's, it's, stra- it's very strange. But I have a feeling she's not going to pull it out. I don't, I don't know. It's called Popeye. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, it is weird. I agree that really there weird. are alleged songs in that movie. Yeah. And he's mine. <laughs> it was I am, so... I am what I am. <laughs> you know what? I saw it recently, too, but it is so weird. <laughs> It's, it's got a, at the end, I think there's out. a sharktopus at the end of it. I had post-traumatic stress, movie stress, after I saw it, I think. It's yeah, gone. I think he punches an octopus at the end. Yes, but, he does. Yeah. But it's a musical, but it's, it was directed by Robert Altman, which is an odd choice, because he does that Robert Altman thing where there's just a lot of overlapping dialogue and a lot of, a lot of muttering. Talky, talky. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a very, very strange movie. And they filmed it in Malta, yeah. and they built a whole... Which brings me to... The Leonard Malta game. <laughs> brings me to the movie Hook because Leonard you have my back on the movie Hook I am not a fan but people in the world like some of these people here today love that movie alright alright the people the people that applauded if you go to the Fat Dog which is a bar and restaurant in Los Angeles on Fairfax Rufio is a waiter no he isn't I heard he does voiceovers now. You can do both. And I also, someone tweeted to me that he's in San Diego right now. The guy who played Rufio. Yeah, you can get time off. (laughs) Somebody says he's in The Last Airbender. So? Which sounds like somebody got drunk on oxygen, that title. (laughs) Oh, the animated series, Last Airbender. He's the lead character? No. Yeah. He's just some other guy. You know what you get for a session like that? Not enough. You got to be a waiter. But they are showing in a, in a week or two, uh, they do this thing in Central Park every year where they have like five nights in a row where they, they show, they show you, know, you know, great movies. And this year, one of the movies they're going to show is Hook. By the way, for the record, it's a very dark bar and I could have been drunk. <laughs> and it might not work. <laughs> and also, how would you know what he looks like grown up? Google. <laughs> oh, you saw him waiting tables, and when I like, think hey. that's Rufio, and then you Googled his yeah. grown up picture, and or it matched. Maybe I was with Jonah and I binged it. <laughs> I almost got through the whole show without having a coughing fit, <laughs> but that one did it. Uh, so, uh, who asked her to name it? You did? Yeah, I sure did. Because <laughs> you thought you were going to tie it up by doing that? Yeah, but turns out you didn't come through. No, I didn't. <laughs> Terrible strategy, but it means you're the winner, Matt. What? <laughs> I feel... I don't feel like a winner. They just applauded for you. Yeah. And, you uh, are. Yes. And uh, so where is the, where'd, you, where'd you get that name tag from? You went way back there, Oh, right? my God. You just won all the stuff I didn't want in my house anymore. <laughs> and that awesome Japanese uh, of, oh, of mice and men. Can I, can of I mice and it? men? What's it called? Of mice and magic. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about the rabbits, Leonard. <laughs> Lenny. All right, come get it. Where's, where's, uh, 
Jarrett. Jarrett Isig Park. Come on up here. You, 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 there you go. Oh my God, a copy of the book too? Nice. Very you, nice. You may have your uh, sign back. Very good. Uh, thank you for being here. You're welcome. <laughs> I didn't notice that the uh, Catch Jeremy If You Can name tag, which is the uh, Catch Me If You Can DVD with stuff put on it, uh, <laughs> but it says at the bottom, from the genius that brought you Hook. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it all comes around. <laughs> but, 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 but Catch Me If You Can is one of, well, actually one of my do favorite you, Spielberg movies. Speaking of the Spielberg situation, do, do you remember, Doug, who we uh, sat behind when we saw Super 8 at Paramount? Um, no. That guy right there. Leonard was there? Yes! And we were both like, it's Leonard Bolton. <laughs> but but I, I already knew him at that point, I know, right? but he was busy talking. You're like, I'm not going to bother him. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, Leonard, we would have, but Doug's Could've. shy. What did you think of Super 8, by the way? I like Super 8. Me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like uh, someone decided it to make conclude a very Spielberg I like, movie. I, I like the sincerity of Super 8. Yeah. yeah. It's very sincere, yes. And the kid actors are all very good. Like oh, It yeah. reminded me of his, of his uh, you know, earlier films. Not Hook. <laughs> <laughs> Although some of those kids are pretty good. The little, the little yeah. black kid that can roll up in a ball. <laughs> he's pretty awesome. Because I did just, I revisited Hook just, just because I, I was shocked that people love to, it so much. To make sure you were right. Yeah, it, it is insane how long it is and how overly hammered every point in the film, every point the movie's trying to make, they just, they cannot let it, it takes forever. Mm-hmm. But do you think because you were interrupting it that maybe you thought worse of it? Well, that's why I want people that watch it in the park, in Central Park, to tweet at me and let me know that they fell asleep in the park. <laughs> right. Because it is a long, boring movie. And please... And, has, and when Rufio comes in, it gets fun for a while. Yeah. But then, you know, you know what happens to Rufio. Rufio, if you're out there not waiting tables, uh, let's be friends. Also, if you're waiting tables, why not? Where's Jeremy? We need Jeremy to, to supply a shithead. Oh, open the oh. DVD. Oh, clever. It's a three-dimensional situation. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, okay. It's an interesting one. Just read the cast list of Cash Me. Do you have any plugs, Matt? Uh, j- tune in to... Uh, oh, I'm not on TV anymore. Uh, G4 doesn't exist. Thank you very much. <laughs> we got rid of that real quick. Uh, attack of No Show. Tune in to the Esquire Network. Nice. If you want to dress weird. Uh, yeah, follow me on Twitter, at Matt Myra, and also go to YouTube.com slash Nerdist and click subscribe. Thank you, Doug. <laughs> Fair enough. Claire, what's going on? Uh, well, it's my Twitter. Very complicated. Claire mm-hmm. Kramer, at Claire Kramer. That's how we met. <laughs> I was so excited. For some reason, I clicked on your, when I saw your name on the, you know, who to follow or whatever, I clicked on it, saw you were following me. I got so excited, and I wrote to you, like, I'm so excited that you're following me, and I followed you back, and then, like, a month or two went by, and then you wrote back to me and said, I don't check my Twitter. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's Doug. not true. I so do, that was a pleasant surprise. No, it's the direct happened. messages. The yeah, dire- yeah. That I yeah you don't check those. As, you Claire, know, as I want a, you to know that that is a very big deal if Doug follows you, because dude, he I was keeps so it excited. at 420. Well, like, so, you only follow 420 people. As soon as... <laughs> 
<laughs> well, as soon as I realized he had sent me a message, I messaged right away, and then didn't I message you back within minutes yesterday? Yeah. 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 Well, so yeah. I'm back on track. Mm-hmm. Yep. But now I got the digits. Yep. So I'm good. <laughs> Um, so look for Claire at her, her uh, booth all weekend long at yeah. Comic-Con. And, I'm, uh, I'm here. I'm doing an indie film panel tomorrow, or no, um, Friday night, and uh, doing my podcast from the Geek Nation booth. So go, go to The Walking Dead, turn around, go find us. And, you know, that's that. That's an awesome spot you got there. Leonard, what's going on? Uh, official book signing Friday afternoon, uh, 2.30 in the autograph area. Ooh. Uh, and, Ooh. Uh, in, uh, Pavilion D, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, I'm twittering it at Leonard Malton, and my website where I post my movie reviews and thoughts about movie books and movie DVDs is leonardmalton.com. And the 2014 edition of your review book will come is, out when? It'll be out around Labor Day. It's officially a September release in uh, two sizes of paperback, as well as eventually the new app. And we'll uh, hopefully see you back on the show then to... Uh, uh, you bet. So uh, if you don't have me, I'll be happy to be here. Let's hear it for all these guys. <laughs> Claire Kramer, Matt Myra, Leonard Malton. <laughs> I, thought with, I thought with how the world's been going of late, like in the last week or so, that the uh, shitheads would be very political. And uh, it turns out I am right. Um, <laughs> as always... Vomiting is a shithead. And every pigeon on earth is a shithead. <laughs> now it's time to-